This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Ryan Young. And good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. And the UFA Cooperative, now open in Yorkton and Weyburn. UFA is the exclusive distributor of Diesel X Gold, premium fuel that improves power and saves you money. Here's what we got cooking today, a farm leader is calling on Ottawa to support provisions in a federal bill that he says will increase competition on the railways. The last cattle market update of the season has been released by Canfax, and an agricultural consultant combed through a Stats Canada report on farm income in the last two years. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and Municipal Hail Insurance, crop insurance at cost. See municipalhail.ca. Increased rail competition and lowering costs of hauling farm commodities are the goals of provisions included in a federal bill to extend interswitching on railways. The president of the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan, Ian Boxall, is in favor of these provisions, and he explains what Bill C-47 is exactly. So it's a bill that encompasses interswitching in the railroads. So 99% of the, of the grain elevators in Western Canada are serviced by only one railroad company, CN or CP. What InterSwitching would allow would be the opposite railroad of who you're serviced to be able to run up the line to a maximum of 250 kilometers and pick up rail cars if the provider you are normally on cannot do that for you. So it just adds a level of competition that would be beneficial to the elevators, the shippers, and also to farmers. Boxall says some provisions include ensuring the rates are fair for interswitching and making sure it's done in a proper manner. In a letter sent to the federal government, APAS also recommended extending the trial period beyond the current 18 months and, quote, ensuring clear and transparent measures are in place for accountability, end quote. Boxall says this will benefit farmers. Well, if, if you're hauling to an elevator that's serviced by CP and CP can't provide you cars, the shipper can get a hold of CN, and if CN could get them cars, they would be able to come up CP's line to a maximum of 250 kilometers and, and pick up the grain. So it, it's just one thing in our supply chain, and we have seen that in 2016 it worked really well, and, and there were savings of around $5 million that rolls back to producers because they were able to ship their grain in a more timely fashion. He hopes the federal government will support the provisions in the bill. And ensure that this gets in place and that this is... You know, a long-term play, I think we saw it in 2016 where it was short-term, and I think we'd like to see this maybe as a, as a long-term request and ensure that stays in place, just ensure, you know, extra shipping and competitiveness within the supply chain. Ian Boxall is the president of the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. 
This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist, prairieeavestrough.ca. Alberta feeder cattle prices were strong overall last week. That's according to the latest cattle market update from Canfax for the period of May 22nd to 26th. Provincial cattle specialist Fonda Froat says Saskatchewan feeder steer and heifer prices were unavailable due to a lack of sufficient data. For interest, I can speak to Alberta feeder prices reported by Canfax, which were mixed but overall strong last week compared to the previous week. Steer prices were steady from 366.50 per hundredweight for the three to 400 pound category to 255.90 per hundredweight for the 900 plus pound category. Average weekly prices for Alberta heifers on May 26 were down in the lower weight categories, but higher in weights above 700 pounds. Prices were from 318.67 per hundred weight for the three to 400 pound weight category to 230.17 per hundred weight for the 800 plus pound category. All right, and what were some of the factors? Uh, we continue to see feeder marketings on the seasonal decline, but still strong buying interest. And then some feeders are heading south, which is supporting the prices as well. And how are prices for market-ready cattle? The Canfax price for Alberta fed steers on May 26 was 238.26 per hundred weight, and this was up 115 per hundred weight compared to the prior week, which was 237.11. Fed prices have strengthened in 22 of the past 23 weeks, and prices of Alberta cows on May 26 were up compared to May 19th. D2 cows increased on average 617 per hundred weight from the week prior to average 154 per hundred weight, and D3 cows were up similarly at 635 over the prior week to average 138.25 per hundred weight. How did other marketings do? For market volume, Canfax reported 4,271 head of feeder cattle sold over the week, and this was down slightly from 4,827 head the previous week. And those Alberta numbers that I reported on were just over 21,000 head of feeder cattle sold over the week in Alberta. Fonda Froats is a provincial cattle specialist with the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. She gave the last cattle market report of the season before the summer break and will likely resume in August. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Now today's Agri-View with Doug Faulkner of GX94 brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. The governments of Canada and Manitoba are providing up to $65 million in grant funding under the Sustainable Canadian Agricultural Partnership to support the development of agricultural knowledge and skills and improve the competitiveness and sustainability of Manitoba's agriculture and agri-food sectors. Manitoba Agriculture's Research and Innovation Program provides project funding opportunities for basic and applied research and or capacity building that accelerate sustainable growth in the agriculture and agri-food sectors. Funding will be cost-shared between the applicant and government depending on the funding stream and project cost. Funding is available to a wide range of stakeholders, including primary producers, agri-processors, industry organizations, academic institutions, and research bodies, industry service providers, and indigenous governments, communities, and groups. 
Producer deliveries of major grains last month were up nearly 40% when compared to April 2022, according to Statistics Canada. In April 2023, more than 3.44 million metric tons of grain were delivered, versus 2.46 million a year ago. The uptick in deliveries continued to demonstrate the sizable harvest farmers reaped in 2022. Canola deliveries April over April jumped almost 41% at more than 1.22 million metric tons. Those for wheat climbed 30% at over 1.64 million metric tons. In terms of percentage, the sharpest increase came in barley, which at 285,676 metric tons almost doubled from April 2022. The smallest uptick was in rye, rising 5.6 percent at 16,716 metric tons. Retail sales of combines in both Canada and the U.S. showed a marked increase in April this year, while the market for subcompact tractors continues to soften. The count for April 2023 from the Association of Equipment Manufacturers put self-propelled combine sales in Canada at 166, up 50.9% from April of 2022, and at 572 for the year to date, up from 246 in the year earlier period. Sales of two-wheel drive tractors in Canada saw a marked decline in April, particularly in models under 40 horsepower. April sales of two-wheel drive tractors came in at 2,098 for the month, down 27.7% from April of 2022, and at 7,462 year-to-date, down 15.1% from the year earlier. Taken together, the sale of tractors and combines in Canada in April 2023 were below the total for each of 2021 and 2022, and below the five-year average. Saskatchewan's Environment Minister says the province is open to new business after the government took a Yorkton entrepreneur to court. Dana Skoropath says the entrepreneur was fined more than $500 because he wasn't following grain bag recycling rules. Skoropath says the regulations require grain bag sellers to operate under an approved program, but Dallin Legier, who pleaded guilty, says the rules aren't fair and the government should be open to new businesses that help the environment. Six cougars have been captured and killed in the Victoria area this year amid attacks on dozens of farm animals. BC's Conservation Officer Service says it has dedicated significant resources in response to cougar complaints around Metchosen over the last several months, but it isn't able to create predator-free zones for livestock or pets. The owners of the Perry Bay Sheep Farm in Mechosan says they've lost 41 lambs and eight others have been injured because of cougars. The Ministry of Environment and Climate Change Strategy says conservation officers are working with Mechosan farmers to minimize the number of animals lost to cougars. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, sunny early this afternoon, then turning partly cloudy and a 30% chance of showers late this afternoon. Also, a risk of a thunderstorm late this afternoon and a high of 29 degrees. Tonight, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers early this evening with a risk of a thunderstorm, a low 14 degrees. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, 60% chance of showers late in the afternoon with a risk of a thunderstorm. Winds out of the southeast at 20 kilometers an hour near noon. High of 28, the low 16. Thursday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers, the high 27, low 17. Friday, partly cloudy with a 40% chance of showers, high of 26, the low 16. Saturday, now turning to a sunny sky, high of 28 degrees, the low 16. Sunday, partly cloudy, high of 30, the low 16 again. And Monday, partly cloudy, high of 30 degrees. Normal highs for this period are 21 degrees, normal lows 7 degrees, Sun rose at 4.54 this morning. Sun will set at 8.59 tonight. Looking around the province, Esteban, Saskatoon, and Swift Current are sitting at 25 degrees. Weyburn, 26, and Yorkton, 24. The hot spot in Saskatchewan is in Outlook at 27. Cold spot at Wasika, hopefully I pronounced that correctly, at 14 degrees. In Regina, partly cloudy, winds from the southwest at 13 kilometers an hour, humidity at 40%, temperature at 25 degrees, that's 78 Fahrenheit, barometric pressure at 100.8 and falling. In Moose Jaw, mainly sunny, south-southwest wind at 8, temperature 27 degrees. Once again in Regina, partly cloudy, southwest wind at 13, temperature 25 degrees. Back in a moment. Saskatchewan's leading farm and ranch real estate brokerage is Shepherd Realty in Regina. Shepherd Realty has just listed for sale 240 acres of mixed grain and pasture land near Winyard, 159 acres of grain land near Dinsmore, and 306 acres with Highway 6 frontage just north of Regina. To learn more about these listings, or if you're considering selling your farm or ranch property, call 352-1866, shepherdrealty.ca. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Statistics Canada has released information related to farm income for 2021 and 2022. One of the major stories from the stats is how farm expenses have risen faster than farm income. However, combing through the numbers provides some other interesting insights. Well-known agricultural consultant Kevin Hirsch provides his take on the numbers. Well, there's a reams of information, so it, it, it takes a while to wade through the, the tables and different people will look at different aspects. I think one of the parts that will be reported widely is that you know, farm expenses have uh, risen faster than farm income in the past year. But I, I go through and, and look for some other things, and one of the things that really struck me was 
uh, we're pretty lucky here in Western Canada and much of the country where farming overall is a profitable venture. But if you if you look at Newfoundland and Labrador, Nova Scotia, and even British Columbia, uh, those, those provinces really stand out for the large losses in their farm sectors for, for both 2021 and 2022. Uh, and in BC numbers are are really you know really a large negative both in their realized net income and their total net income. Total net income takes inventory change into account, and uh, that's not abnormal. If you look back in the numbers, that's often the case. So there's there's profitable farming operations in all three of those provinces, but overall their farm sector really struggles, which is really different than the, the three prairie provinces in Ontario and Quebec, where, where overall uh, farm profits have been very good. He explains why BC and the Atlantic provinces are struggling. Let's look at BC. Um, you've got supply-managed industries, you've got uh, dairy and poultry, but you've got lots of wineries, grapes, fruits, vegetables, greenhouses. And with the high cost structure, many of those industries struggle, especially the, especially the smaller ones. So it's not, it's not the pretty easy picture. Nova Scotia would be noted for a lot of uh, vegetables uh, and, and a whole host of, of other uh, enterprises. But again, uh, Western Canada is not necessarily a bad place to be doing agriculture when you look at the, the profitability picture. But Hirsch notes farm debt levels in Saskatchewan aren't as high as you might think. We're not the province with the highest debt. The biggest farm debt is actually Ontario uh, at $36 billion. Second in 2022 was Alberta at $30 billion, then Quebec at $27 billion, and then next was Saskatchewan at, at $20 billion. So our debt is not nearly as high in Saskatchewan as you might think, given the size of our agriculture sector. But, but of course, land is less expensive here, and, and that's, uh, that's part of uh, the picture. There's an interesting situation in Saskatchewan. We're the, we're the only jurisdiction where the debt to what they describe as federal government agencies, which would be Farm Credit Canada, exceeds the debt to chartered banks. Uh, and, and it isn't by a small margin either. In, in 2022, farmers in Saskatchewan owed $4.8 billion to chartered banks and owed $8.2 billion to Farm Credit Canada. Uh, and that's uh, very different than other provinces. This shows that uh, Saskatchewan very much, uh, for whatever reason, likes to do business with, uh, with FCC. Now, another thing about the farm debt picture is that uh, advanced payment program numbers jumped substantially from 2021 to 2022 and that's probably not surprising went from 1.8 billion to 2.7 billion and that really corresponds to the increase in the interest free portion of cash advances and uh, I think we should expect another bounce in that in 2023 as that interest free portion again has been uh, adjusted upwards he says the numbers also suggest that while there's rising farm debt levels, there's rising farm asset values as well. That's true. You look at the, the debt levels in isolation and, and going up to a, you know those sorts of debts uh, from $130 billion nationally to $139 uh, makes it sound worrisome. 
but really the the value of farm assets is increasing even faster. It, just taking the value of farmland and buildings uh, that went from 585 billion in 2021 to 668 billion in 2022. So a, a large rise in, in asset values really led by land values. So that's rising even faster than debt levels. Kevin Hirsch is a well-known agricultural consultant who farms at Cabri in southwestern Saskatchewan. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. The segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineer-tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small-town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com Direct seeding technology has allowed Saskatchewan farmers to put more carbon in the soil, which benefits the environment. Back in 1990, provincial soils emitted approximately half a million tons of carbon into the air. 30 years later, growers are putting 12.8 million tons of carbon back into the soil. That is like taking 2.8 million cars off the road and creating a positive environmental benefit. The subject is covered in the Ask a Farmer podcast produced by Canadian Food Focus and hosted by Clinton Monchuk with Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan. The guest is Jake Legui, a grain producer in the Fillmore area. He says farming practices from the 1950s to today has drastically changed. We aren't ripping the ground up anymore the way that they had to in those times. You know, I'm not certainly not criticizing the practices they used. They had to work with the tools that they had at the time. And they didn't have access to a lot of fertilizer. They didn't have access to, you know, technologically advanced seeding equipment and spraying equipment and harvesting equipment that we have today. They didn't have access to crop protection products. And I know that there's a lot of concern about farmers using these products to grow crops, but Soils need nutrients to be replaced. When we're taking grain off the field, we're pulling nutrients out of the soil, we've got to find a way to replace them. We can't just keep mining them. And that's, unfortunately, that was the way farming was done for a long time. There was no knowledge at the time or no incentive to put fertilizer back in the ground. We have those incentives today because of better genetics, better technology, and better knowledge about the soil that's underneath our feet. So soils are getting better all the time, and I am very confident that the soils that we're farming today will be even better than they are today when my kids start farming. Legui expanded on the comparisons to then and now in the area of grain production. The grain production aspect of our operation is so much more sophisticated than what they were doing in in their time. They grew one or two, maybe three crops, probably just mostly one or two, wheat and barley. and. you know, every second year, they wouldn't grow a crop. They, it's called summer follow. They would just continually till the ground up, leaving it black to try and build up soil moisture and try and build up some fertility in the ground, which was nitrogen, which was coming out of the organic matter of the soil. So they're actually losing organic matter out of the soil at a tremendous rate when that was a standard practice. Versus today, where we aren't tilling anymore, we aren't turning the ground black. We're seeding directly into last year's standing stubble, the straw that's left over from last year's crop, and growing crops in that environment. And we're also soil testing. We're providing, we're developing tissue testing to check our crops during the growing season. 
all of this to try and manage our crops as best we can to give them what they need, but not any more than that. Fertilizer is expensive. Crop protection products are expensive too. I don't want to use them if I don't need them, but we do need them every year to make sure that we're farming in a sustainable fashion, to make sure that we're looking after our soils and replacing what we take. And all of this change has greatly improved the productivity and resiliency of the soils that we farm here on my farm in Saskatchewan. When looking at the future of agriculture, Legui says there is one innovative technology that stands out to him. When I look at it, sensor technology is, is what comes to mind when I think about future advancements. I mean, with the ability to get signals, whether it's through the internet or through radio, from sensors out in the field to my computer, my cell phone, whatever, that tells me information about what's going on with that crop at that moment or the soil, that's information I can use. I can use it to make probability-based decisions to manage my crop in the most effective way possible, not wasting inputs that I don't need, but also giving the crop what it needs when it needs it. We're right at the beginning of that right now. We have some sensors out in the field that are letting us do some pretty cool things. But when I think forward over the next 10, 20 years, the advancements we're going to see in that, sensors mounted on our sprayers, sensors mounted on our drills, sensors just in the field that we can use to monitor those crops and our soils, it's going to allow us to you know, significantly cut down on a lot of crop protection products to really focus them where they're needed instead of broadcast using them today. The opportunity there is, is really significant as, as we look forward uh, you know, in the, into the next 10, 20 years of Canadian agriculture. Jake Legui farms in the Fillmore area and was a guest on the Ask a Farmer podcast produced by the Canadian Food Focus. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. Looking for the perfect vehicle? They'll find a match that exactly fits your agriculture lifestyle. Proudly serving southern Saskatchewan for over 60 years. Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Canola is down $15.30 at 6.6382. Number one red spring wheat is down $13.23 at 3.5925. Rest were unchanged. Durham 40780, feed barley 34561, chickpeas 105822, flax 54198, lentils 75950, oats 22032. Yellow peas 373.66, feed wheat 268.90. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for July is down 27.5 cents at $7.90 a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. Now, the Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of May 30th. Our last regular sale was on May 24th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.35 to $1.64. D3 cows sold from $1.10 to $1.35. Counter cows sold from $0.90 cents to $1. Hefferette sold from $2 to $2.17. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.45 to $1.65. There weren't enough steers in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. But we did have a few heifers 
650 to 700 pound heifers averaged $2.64 and sold up to $2.92, and 700 to 800 pound heifers averaged $2.52 and sold up to $2.70. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. Now the latest pork prices, they're at $197.77 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. This week is all about the mining sector in Saskatchewan. The provincial government has declared it Mining Week until Saturday, with this year's theme being Saskatchewan, a growing critical minerals hub. Saskatchewan has 23 of the 31 critical minerals on Canada's list. U.S. President Joe Biden is inviting members of the liberal wing of his party who don't like the debt ceiling deal he worked out with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to talk to him about it. Biden acknowledged Monday that not all Democrats on the left may vote for the package that Congress will take up, but he says he feels good about where things stand. After weeks of negotiations, he and McCarthy struck an agreement to avert a potentially devastating government default. Now each will have to persuade lawmakers and their parties to vote for it. On the markets, the TSX is down 215 points at 19,752. The Dow is down 120 points to 32,973. Oil is down $3.16 at $69.51 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 73.60 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.